the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. We're along today, an unusual Monday afternoon, I would say. Kath, I mean, that's a, it's a fair enough assessment. It's an unusual day. Well, you and I are in the middle of a snow day. Mm-hmm. You're broadcasting from your spare room. I'm broadcasting from my spare room. Christy keeping everything going back at studio. But we got a lot of snow and things got a little kinky. I like it. It's an unusual day, right? The uh, the much-anticipated Steeler game last night was a complete and total debacle. We'll talk about that. It's also Martin Luther King Day, so it's a national holiday. And at least in my corner, we got about 9 or 10 inches of snow. Yep. Mm-hmm. I spent it's the last been- couple of hours... Uh, shoveling and i'm proud of you john for extending yourself in that way i feel good about it do because because that because that because that's your job right like the family somehow without speaking has decided that that's your job it should be my job i and i fully embrace it 100 percent. great it's my husband's job as well exactly so i feel a little bit like you know i feel badly you know he was out there shoveling i mean i was very busy in here but i still felt a little nope don't okay. absolve yourself, yourself of any sort of guilt about All right, great. that. Everybody All right. gets that you know assigned role in life. That's the job of the guy. Oh. Anyway, uh, because there's so much going on, Kath, uh, news stories as well. Yeah. Please, as you always do to start off the show, give us the top four at four. All righty. Number four. This is for Monday, January 17th, 2022. Number one. Sweden's domestic security agency said today it has taken over the preliminary investigation into drones that last week were seen hovering over or near the country's three nuclear power plants. According to ABC News, police have no suspects. Late Friday, police were alerted about the drones but lost track of the unmanned aircraft. Swedish media said the drones were large enough to withstand the wind that was blowing all over the area. Hans Liwang, an associate professor with the Swedish National Defense College, told television that Sweden is not sufficiently prepared, he says, for this type of event. Quote, we have not really adapted our way of looking at this type of event to today's reality. We still think of the world as either at peace or at war. How about that? That's scary. Number two. History being made today, John, aboard the USS Constitution. Commander Billy J. Farrell is scheduled to become the first woman to lead the crew of the 224-year-old warship known as Old Ironsides during a change of command ceremony on Friday. She takes over from Commander John Benda, who has led the ship's crew since February 2020. Quote, I know the crew is in great hands with Commander Farrell, he said. This historic barrier is long overdue to be broken. I cannot think of a better candidate to serve as USS Constitution's first female commanding officer. 
According to CBS News, Farrell is a native of Paducah, Kentucky, an O4 graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, and most recently served as the XO aboard USS Vicksburg, a guided missile cruiser, according to her Navy biography. Number three. The Australian Open, and I'm talking tennis here, is going to go on, but without defending men's singles champion Novak Djokovic, who was sent away by Australia after the craziest courtroom drama, and of course, all the raging public debate that goes along with it. Djokovic, who has expressed his desire to not be vaccinated against COVID-19, was given a medical exemption by the vaccine-requiring tournament before he got there but couldn't sufficiently satisfy the border officials in Australia. And there was this big, like, legal back and forth. He was finally told to leave, and he finally took off. According to Jason Gay in today's Wall Street Journal, the whole thing is a mess. (laughs) Nobody looks great. Djokovic doesn't, who who undermined his case with all this paperwork errors. And then he started showing up in public after he already knew he had COVID-19. Anyway. The tournament doesn't look so good either because they're clearly not in the same page with its own government or prepared for the blowback from a nation navigating, of course, all the strict vaccine efforts. Um, And then he showed up in Serbia and there were like a thousand people waiting to welcome him back. I mean, how about that? Now, French officials have come forward to say that unless the pandemic conditions improve and warrant a change, he's going to be required to be vaxxed if he wants to play in the French Open, which he won last year. So it's not like this is some like also ran in the tennis world, right? Anyway, he landed in Belgrade around midday. He was welcomed by a huge crowd of supporters wrapped in Serbian flags. The tallest skyscraper was lit up with a giant message declaring him, quote, the pride of Serbia against a backdrop of the national flag. And number four, well, the Steelers didn't do well last night, friends. (laughs) Did go okay. It didn't even go not so bad. They were humiliated, embarrassed, whatever word you can think of last night on national TV. The final score, 42-21. And that is your top four for. That falls under the category about uh, probably the less said, the better. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough. about that as well. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, we've got a, um, a Martin Luther King uh, show uh, for the next couple of guests. And uh, our first two guests, they co-pastor in a very intentional white church, black church, the melding together of the Holy Saints, uh, race notwithstanding. We'll talk to these two pastors coming up in a little bit, Kat. Sounds good. We'll be right back. It's the Monday Snow Edition, The Ride Home. WORD. On the next adventure in Odyssey, the high school football team is headed to the state championship. We have less than two weeks to prepare for the biggest game of your life. Wide receiver Buck Oliver and the whole team face interference from Jay Smouse. You're selling our stuff to the fans? People would be amazed at what people will pay for a sock. Follow the game plan and don't fumble on your way to the next adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? 
Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh, because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. License in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or you. Jackson Hewitt needs you to know three things about filing taxes this year. One, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table. Two, you have to file for them to make sure you get the right amount. Three, a Jackson Hewitt tax pro will help track down every credit you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, going to school, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on thousands. Jackson Hewitt knows that. Discover thousands in tax credits and get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Racial Relations in America. This is a, an extremely hot-button issue, and the church, in many ways, often tepid, I believe, in how we approach white, black, yellow, red. It's just, it's a huge mountain to climb, and I think people feel like, I, I don't know, I don't even know how to break into that. How so? How, what? Well, I, I just, I think that there are so many challenges with building church anyway, that when you add a racial element, like say you're doing it specifically because you want to, right? You need to figure it out. Right, like our friend Eddie and Chris. Exactly, right here in Pittsburgh. A lot of people, I think, feel like, you know what? I don't even know what it would take to do that. And it seems like it's going to be really hard. I don't I don't know if I can – I don't know if I can go there. Right. Jay Stewart is with us, and uh, we're happy to have him along, along with uh, Derek Hawkins. These two men, they are founders of The Refuge – it is an intentional black-white church, and uh, a new work is called Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. And uh, Jay, Derek, welcome to the show. Hi, John and Kathy. Thanks so much. It's such an honor to be with you guys once again. Our pleasure, seriously. Yeah, do we have Derek, too? Yeah, absolutely, John and Kathy. Thank you again for yeah. having us back on your show. Guys, amazing show. 
Terrific. All right. So, um, you guys, first off, we're so grateful that you're here and we want to understand, um, what you guys have come to understand. And I guess we can't because we haven't lived it like you have, but, um, I'm eager to hear how this idea started. Derek, um, let's start with you. Was this something that you wanted to do? Is this an opportunity that presented itself? How, do, how did it happen? Well, it was a God idea, and I'll make it really quick. I took my daughter to get her hair done in 2016. That wanted me up meeting Pastor Jay in the concourse of a church, and for the period of the next year and a half, too, we sat together and deliberately had conversations around a table in an office, getting a chance to know each other, knowing each other's heart. And from there, God is literally writing and creating a better narrative. So it was a God story. We didn't, we didn't orchestrate it. God did all the orchestrating. We just followed and submitted ourselves to his plan. Really? Wait, so Derek, you're saying you went and had your daughter's hair done, and it turned into something totally different. Right. So I, was, I saw a sign that says the refuge, but it was in Salisbury, North Carolina. When I called the number and it led me to Kannapolis, I'm born and raised in Salisbury, North Carolina. That's my hometown. But when I called the number, it leads me to Kannapolis. And that one uh, appointment to go get a hair done started a lifelong connection and commitment to something better. So that's how it started. We, we, we definitely could have read the story. That's cool. Wow. That's a great story. All, all right, Jay, from your perspective, what was that initial meeting like? Well, it was... Uh, uh, it was somewhat shocking because here I am. I, I'm the kind of pastor that doesn't hide. I stay out in the what we call the concourse among people every single Sunday after every service. Uh, I'm approached in 2016 by this six foot three young African American man, introduces himself and tells me or asks me what I consider coaching him and mentoring him because he had been uh, tapped with the assignment to take over an existing church in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is about 70 miles away from from us. And so uh, in that moment, I just felt there was something that there was something to this, and I agreed to do that. We started meeting, as Pastor Derek mentioned, and in that first meeting, after meeting in the concourse, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was a God thing, that we were meant to be together. We had no idea it would mean a church merger. We had no idea it would be a national platform with racial reconciliation. We certainly had no idea that our meeting was leading to a book that would really uh, literally touch the nation. But I knew in that first meeting, this is a God thing. Excellent. So... Jane, Derek, you know, when you look back at the civil rights uh, in the early 1960s, I mean, clearly that was a grassroots organization. Uh, and now when you look at you know, the, the change that's happened in race relations in the last uh, couple of years, um, it, it started out as a grassroots, but and now it's become sort of a, a corporate relations sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the church in many ways, I'm sure, you, you know, you could see this yourself if you looked around you, the church is probably perhaps uh, much slower to respond. So you find yourself a white guy and a black guy sitting across from each other. What about uncomfortability? What about honesty and transparency? Derek, I mean, you willingly went into this conversation. So you're talking to Jay, a white guy. Um, uh, this is a conversation you would have whether he was a pastor or not, or was there some trepidation on your end to tell the truth from how you see the truth? No, I think I never went into it trying to reconcile races. Like, we just went into it trying to build relationships. 
And I think that's what God wants us to, to lean into his heart concerning relationships. We can never, we can't reconcile the world. Like that's not our job. That's yeah. Christ's job to reconcile the world, but we can be reconciled to other people through obedience by establishing relationship. And, and so it was always about relationship. It wasn't that, Hey, here's a white guy. Here's a black guy. Yeah. No, here's a pastor that's had way more experience than I've ever had in pastoring that can give me wisdom. And that's what we were trying to do. We were not trying to fix the church or the world. We were just trying to build an established relationship. Excellent. Do you feel like the world is trying to fix itself right now? Um, I think, I, exactly. I think there are people who who might not have the same motives of reconciliation that God desires to see. I'll say that. And sometimes human error and wisdom can try to, 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 to force itself to do something that God has not intended them to do because they're not relationship relational in the relationship building aspect of things. So as you guys know, how long ago was this meeting? Just recently, a couple of years, right? Yeah, so 2016 was our first initial meeting, and then the merger took place in November of 2016. And then our book, Welded, released just a year ago this month. Yeah. Okay, what, okay, Jay, I'm going to turn to you. What, over these six years, has surprised you most? Uh, I don't know if there's anything that has surprised me except the uncomfortability that so many people have when it comes to having conversations with people who look different than they do. I was raised in the Deep South. Uh, I've, uh, you know, from the third grade on, I was always in schools with uh, people of different color than I was. So I was very comfortable. I was the only white guy on my basketball team. Uh, so it didn't feel like a big deal to me. It just felt like this is this is about relationship. That's what we're called to do. Unity is a big deal to the Lord. But we discovered in this journey that so many people don't know how to begin. They don't know how to start a conversation. They don't know where to start. And they're so afraid of saying the wrong thing or offending yeah. the other person that they just go, you know what, I think I'll just not even go there. And that's so sad to me because we're missing out. Listen, I'm a much better man because of my relationship with Pastor Derek Hawkins. And we miss out on so much that we can glean and draw from each other through relationship. And I, th- I think the, the biggest discovery for me has just been how, how uncomfortable so many people are when it comes to this. We've made great progress in America, but we still have a long ways to go. And unfortunately, there's... There's people that have different agendas that have hijacked uh, great causes like racial reconciliation to support their own agendas. Yeah, and so, and there's there's not there's not a desire for unity. There's a, a desire to advance their cause. Yeah, and uh, and it's tainted something that really can be so beautiful. So that's interesting, Jay, that you would say that because Derek said basically the same thing as well, right? That different agendas muddy the water. Now, of course, I mean, this is the land of the free, so everybody's got their own agenda going on. But how do yeah. you, I mean, how do we as the church get through all that clutter and all that, all that whatever is going on and, and cloud that agenda up and bring the clarity back to Jesus? I mean, Derek, Jay, uh, Talk about this, Derek. I mean, from your perspective, if it is uncomfortable, and of course it is uncomfortable, and people are a little weirded out by it because you don't want to, you know, make anybody angry or all of a sudden there's an explosion or, or whatever your worst fear or nightmare is sitting across from someone with the relationship in the middle. How do you set the agenda? What are those terms when you two get together and go, this is what we're going to do, and this is the agenda that we're going to set forward? Derek? 
Well, well, here's the thing, though. So there's an agenda of the world, and then there's a kingdom of God. We're called to be light in the midst of darkness. Ephesians mm-hmm. 4 talks about making every effort to preserve unity. As the church, it's our responsibility. It's not my job to go and fix the world, yeah. but it's my job to proclaim truth into darkness. And so whatever that looks like in, uh, on the, uh, the set of the church for us, it's just been preserving those relationships. Uh, Pastor Jay always says this, seeking to understand more than seeking to be understood. And so my job is just literally trying to know him in a better way. He says I made his life better. He's definitely made not only my life, but my family's life better because I know him. So that's not about the color of his skin. It's who he is as a man of integrity. And so I think if we literally look at people's hearts Mm -hmm. instead of their skin color, then the maturity part of that is that we all have something as a part of the body of Christ that we add to each other's lives. The new book is called Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. We're talking to the two authors, Jay Stewart and Derek Hawkins, founders of The Refuge. Um, All right, so you guys, when you look back at the last five or six years, I asked you what was the most surprising thing. Um, What what was the hardest hurdle that you had? Um, And I'm curious if it had to do with a racial thing or it just had to do with like a general thing that people would suffer with when they're trying to plant a church. Any kind of church. Jay, we'll go with you first. Okay, great. Um, I, I, golly, uh, <laughs> there, there's been many challenges. I think maybe uh, it's probably been more challenging for Pastor Derek than it has been for me. Um, I, I don't know that for sure, but I would guess that. But you got to consider the, the context of when all of this has happened. So, you know, 2016, we merged our churches. 2016, Donald Trump is elected as the president, and it polarizes the nation, right, right, over many things. But one of the things was over race. And there's all these accusations against him, right or wrong, about, you know, he's a racist and all this kind of stuff. So the tension in our nation just ramped up like crazy, and, uh, and it only increased leading up to this last election in 2020, And there was so much hostility, so many opinions circulating around this whole thing of race. And here we are, uh, you know, just trying to fulfill the heart of God in in this, yet both of us being attacked because of the stand that we had taken for racial reconciliation. We were misunderstood. We were accused of different things, even people in in our church. I mean, I had people that left the refuge because of the stand that I took for racial unity. Wow. And so how do you respond to that? I mean, uh, peace be with you, right? My peace I give you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if people are mad about that, I mean, how do you, you can't talk to somebody, or, or do you, or did you try? Well, I mean, I, I, I do try. I've tried to point people back to Scripture. I've tried to point them to the priority that God put on unity, and uh, lead them back to Psalm 133 and, you know, all of those things. But I can't make somebody believe certain things. I can't convince them of certain things if they're not willing to see it. Um, and at some point, I have to, you know, just say, like you said, John, peace be with you. And uh, we're going we're gonna to stay faithful to what we're called to do. We're in this for the long haul. Because this is this is important to the Lord, so we're not we're not stopping right. just because of some 
misunderstandings or opposition or accusations. Good for you. We're going to keep pressing on to this. And listen, we talk about this in the book. What's at stake is not just, you know, us looking good or, hey, let's hold hands and all sing kumbaya. No. What's at stake is revival. That's ultimately what's at stake. What's at stake is the, the advancement of the kingdom of God. And in my opinion, that's worth fighting for. That's Jay Stewart. He and Derek Hawkins are authors of the book, Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. Hey, you guys, we need to take a break. When we come back, Derek, I'm going to throw it to you and ask you about um, the same issue that Jay was talking about, what that was like from your perspective. Thanks for being along. Right home. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, all with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. Losing sleep over a stressful job or a bad boss? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Connect on the Express Jobs app or ExpressPros.com. More than half a million people find work with Express each year. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It'll be windy this evening, otherwise cloudy skies with a couple of flurries. Tonight's low 23, low clouds tomorrow, tomorrow's high 29. 
Tomorrow night, overcast skies, low 26, but temperatures rising into the middle 30s. Wednesday, cloudy, not as cold. We'll see an afternoon rain or snow shower in spots. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Pastors Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart are with us. They are the pastors of The Refuge in North Carolina, also co-authors of the book, Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. Before the break, Derek, uh, I asked Jay if he could tell me about what he thought was, you know, the biggest challenge uh, since you guys have been together the last six years or so. And uh, he answered that he thought that, you know, especially politically, things have been really dicey. And then when it came time to take a stand for, you know, racial reconciliation of some sort, at least uh, racial equality, people got mad. Um, Derek, from your perspective, uh, do you think that was the hardest part as well? Well, I think for me, there's a, a few different challenges. Of course, we merged our churches in the midst of uh, a few different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few different things. We had the election, so we were out of the Obama administration into a different administration. So with the President Trump's administration, that was different. And so a lot of people, then there's the whole submission to a person that's a white figure of authority. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the challenges inside of our congregation was, could we not have found anybody else to merge with? You know, some of the, it was very few, maybe 1%, but we still had to navigate through those questions. And I had to always point them back to to the cross. Like we're we're submitted to the cross, not to a person. Uh, We are submitted to the spirit of God in Pastor Jay and the excellent spirit that they carry. So I had to always point them back to the cross, but we also had to answer the hard questions. It was a difficult uh, period of transition from administrations, and a majority of African Americans did not vote. Uh, They voted for Hillary Clinton. So having to walk them through what that looks like, and we stand on the side of kingdom. We don't stand on the side of a political party. We stand on the side of kingdom. So Right is right, wrong is wrong. And I had to navigate them through those things privately, one-on-one in situation. But Pastor Jay has always been open with any questions that I had, was willing to answer them. Any challenges that we face as a campus, he's always led by example. And we trusted the Spirit of God to lead us through those muddy waters. Like, we didn't try to walk through them ourselves. Fabulous. So talk about worship then. I mean, you know, when there have been uh, major racial flashpoints in this country in the last few years, uh, George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, all those things, you know, that everybody, you, you read about it, you talk about it, you think about it. What is that like, you know, in church proper? I mean, does do those flashpoints, guys, do they find their way to the pulpit, or are they better addressed, you know, in uh, Bible study hour or coffee before and after? What, what's that look like in your church, Jay? Well, we've tried to be very open in, in addressing some of those issues, and, of course, uh, things were at such a heightened um, tension, amount of tension around the the incidences that you mentioned on not our Barry and George Floyd. And so, you know, we knew it wasn't something we could just ignore or try to sweep under the rug. We just had to create, uh, we had to create opportunities for, for there to be open dialogue about it. And what we did is we tried to just bring it into a prayer setting and say, look, this is happening. It's uncomfortable for all of us. I mean, I'll never forget on on a Wednesday night, uh, an African-American couple in our church who were 
deacons in our church who walked in. This was right after uh, the George Floyd incident. Walked in on that Wednesday night. They're just, you know, heavy. And and said to me, Pastor, this is so hard. Like we're struggling so bad. And so we were able to just have conversations, you know, open conversations about all of that, and then really lead people to a place of prayer because that's where we feel like you know the greatest answers are going to come. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was a, a challenging season. But what we've tried to model for people between our relationship, Derek and I, is that we're we're very open with each other. We're courageous in talking about things that maybe are uncomfortable. And uh, like you said earlier, we seek to understand more than we seek to be understood. We value the relationship more than we value being right. Mm -hmm. And so we put high priority on the relationship. And we've modeled that for people. And then we say, you know, in the larger setting, listen, it's safe to talk about this stuff. It's safe to share your feelings or your struggles and we'll take it to the Lord together. We're going to pray together. We're going to, we're going to, you know, go to the Lord together, mm. and and we'll find the peace that can only come from Him. Yeah. And Derek, from your perspective, I mean, has it been safe for you, or people kind of go, I can't bring this up. You know, I might talk to my family about this, but to talk to a white audience about this, um, it seems a little dicey. How's that work? So here's the thing. I think there is an opposing spirit to everything. There are people in this country that do not want re, uh, reconciliation. Yeah. That's just the truth. Yeah, right. So, so everybody, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody yeah. does not want reconciliation. So for those who don't, it doesn't matter if Jesus came down himself. They would still be bitter. Mm-hmm. They would still yeah. be upset. They yeah. would still find some. I mean, yeah. you know, it's that one person at Thanksgiving that no matter how good the food is, they're going to find one thing wrong. <laughs> like we have, we have those people. So yeah. I'm just going to be honest. So we can never appease anybody. We're not there to appease. Jesus came to bring a sword. And so sometimes that sword is divisive. It divides. And so when we're standing on the side of truth and righteousness, we are uh, covered together under the banner of the presence of God through worship. And what we strategically try to do in this season of our churches and lives is to keep the presence of God the priority, to make make sure Jesus is the center and to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because any time we seek to go our own way, we will always mess up the divinity of God, the plan of God, if we try to go our own way. So we've literally depended. Yes, has there been time our flesh rises up? Yes, is it time you see stuff happens on the news that you don't get upset? Absolutely. Each one of us, and it can be for our own kids. It's not just always about race. It's about injustice. And injustice is not just about a different color race. Injustice is, is just injustice. So our hearts cry out for injustice. And it might just happen to be a person of an opposite race who's facing injustice, but our souls should still cry out for the same thing. That's Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart. Um, you guys, I have one question uh, to ask you as we close, but I'm going to have to ask you for a fast answer, which is really unfair that I'm going to ask a question and tell you you have to answer it fast. Go. But, you know, this this is what it is in radio. <laughs> right. All right. I just want to hear something that you each one of you feel like you gained from that other person that you wouldn't have gained if you had chosen a different life path. Yeah, Jay? I feel like that uh, I have learned a greater appreciation for leveraging the differences for the sake of the kingdom of God, not just tolerating differences, but leveraging mm. them 
for the advancement of the kingdom of God. There's so many things that are different about Derek Hawkins than there are about Jay Stewart that I so value and appreciate those differences. That's good. Derek? I've learned humility. I've learned how to be a better husband, a better father, a better person. I've learned how to be a better shepherd, a better pastor, a better man because of Pastor Jay Stewart. He just isn't a white pastor that I've had a chance to do life with, but he's become a father that I get a chance to, mm. to get wisdom from. And so for me, it's never been about the color of his skin. It's always been about uh, the measure of his heart. Mm. Fabulous. Guys, I mean, yeah, thank you would, so it much. Were, would it were that this model yep. spread nation and worldwide? We really appreciate the work that you're doing and uh, love to grab onto those coattails and make it work wherever you guys go. Amen. Thank you, Thank so you much. guys so much for the opportunity to be with you today. Yeah. Yeah, truly, the pleasure's been ours. Don't you love those guys? Sure do. That's, uh, Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart. They're the authors of Welded, Forming Racial Bonds That Last. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE, 844-45-BIBLE. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them, and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towel. Towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Monday afternoon, a holiday, snow day. Feels good, doesn't it? So wherever you are that you're you just enjoying the day as well.
Tony Turner's back with us. Tony's a, a guest on our show often. She is a, a pastor, a counselor. And uh, Tony, uh, happy Monday to you. Happy MLK Day to you. And the same to you, sir, and Kathy. Mm. Peace nice, to see, nice to see you, Tom. I know. It's uh, nice nice to be in the house, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not a, like, I'm not a snow bunny. On a day like today, that is for mm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's turn our attention to MLK Day. Um, I guess I want to ask you off the top uh, what your reflections are. My reflections, I guess, uh, in thinking about uh Dr. King, because I, I hear a lot of different things, you know, uh, floating in the air. But, you know, I mean, I was around in the 60s and I was around when he was marching and I've read, you know, uh, a, a lot of his writings. And my my take on him is that he carried the gospel. He had the heart of God when he walked the streets. He had the heart of God for the poor, for the widow the stranger, you know, the uh, not af- not afflicting or oppressing other people. And his heart was for all people. You know, I know that, you know, we as uh, people of color, you know, have a tendency to claim him as our own. I've even heard some some black people saying he is our Jesus, but that's not quite right either um, at all. But um, he definitely was an example uh, of one who carry the heart of Jesus for others. And if we would just, (laughs) if we would just, you know, read our scripture, first of all, so we'd know what he was talking about. You know, I think that that is probably the thing that stands out to me the most. He was a brilliant man. Yeah. Um, I thought I was smart because I graduated from high school when I was 16, but he went to college when he was 15. And um, I mean, he, he, he majored in systemic theology. So this man knew what he was, he was doing, you know, stepping out. And um, from the, from his speeches, I know that it was more than just uh, a a vocation for him. You know, it was a calling. It was why he was on the planet. And I, I just so appreciate his dedication to, um, Wow, I didn't mean for that to happen, but I, I appreciate his dedication to his purpose. You know, so so many of us are floating around not knowing, but he he gave his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I sure, um, you know, Tony, when you you heard Dr. King speak, uh, the things he said, even today, for a certain uh, audience, uh, not welcome to hear those thoughts. Better if he was silent in those thoughts because. They made people upset. They made people uncomfortable. Um, people did not want uh, the status quo to be the status quo. They didn't want things to change. And so when you talked about uh, equality and peace and a measure of the races coming together, um, as it was in 1968, so in many ways as it is in 2022. Absolutely. And, y- you know, w- when I look at uh, Genesis 11, I think I've, I've mentioned it before, where um, they were building the Tower of Babel. They were building it without God. They, that was their own idea of how things should be done. And what God said is even, even in their error, because they are one and their purpose is one, their language is one, nothing will be impossible to them. And that is a principle, you know, that 
if we're all speaking the same language, then things can be accomplished. But because we're not speaking the same language, that same, it's actually division. I know we call it racism at this point, but it's been going on since time immemorial. Some form of division beginning in the Garden of Eden and on up until today. Tony Turner's with us, Pittsburgh-based pastor, counselor, and teacher from the Gracism Task Force. Uh, it's a snow day. John and I are broadcasting from our houses. Uh, John's in his spare room. I'm in my spare room. You can watch the ride home. It's streaming live on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. Tony Turner's joining us on Zoom. Um, Tony, before you came on, uh, we had two uh, segments with two pastors. Um, they pastor a church together. Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart, and um, one is black and one is white, and they just frankly talked about what their situation was. But one of the things that Derek said that I really appreciated is he said, there are just going to be people who don't care about reconciliation. There just are. Mm -hmm. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. So it's not like we have to live in a continual state of you know, kind of apoplexy about the fact that people don't want to do it. Like either they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. So those of us who do want to do it, just get on the train. Get on with it. I think, I think I've mentioned it to you before. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's something that you can, you know, receive or not, but there is a spirit that, that seeks to shred, shred mankind to pieces in order to create his own, um, atmosphere and that that spirit of Leviathan just keeps things divided to the point where you know um, not only are there people that don't want things to change there are some people that think that they have a right to just be angry and therefore things won't change and there are many people that have no idea what the change is going to look like because it's not familiar territory right so I often think about this, right? I mean, you know, if you call yourself a believer in Jesus, it's hard to do, right? Everybody, you fail at it daily. Mm-hmm. But if you call yourself a believer, then our job, like one of our basic jobs is to see the reflection of God in first ourselves and then other people. If we can't do that, if we can't see Jesus in other people mm-hmm. and then respond accordingly, um, we got some big time work to do. And I think if we were able to do that, black, white, yellow, red, we saw God in all of us, that would certainly change the world. Well, and I think that probably it begins not necessarily with us, but it begins with our spending time in God's presence as often as we can so that we have something to see ourselves properly. That's good, Tony. And then we have something to give to the world. Because it's like, you know, uh, some of this, um, you know, if you don't have anything in the bank, you have nothing to (laughs) you have nothing to withdraw. So, you know, I think it it just begins. I don't hear enough of the fact that uh, eternal life, the definition of it, according to John 17, is knowing God. But I think we know more about God. Okay, according to whatever it is we hear from the pulpit, we don't read our Bibles enough. You know, we don't really relate to him as if he were a living God, which is which he is. Last question for you, Tony. We're almost out of time. Um, There are some great books that have been written in the last three or four years on um, on healing the racial divide. 
But going back and reading people who were talking about this decades ago, I think is really invaluable because we get caught up in our own thing. We're, we're just exchanging the same information back and forth. But reading, I read Letters from a Birmingham Jail again today. I try to read it every year on this day. And it, it takes you out of, it gives you truth that is eternal, not the, not the kind of words that we're just recycling today. That's exactly right. Uh, we are echoing, but we're not echoing. I think that we as Christians need to make sure that what we are doing is holding really tight to the word of God. That is, that is our base. Everything that we do, our expression needs to come from that. But we are, even in the church, we are expressing the same things that we are hearing in the world. Those two things don't mix but in fact are, you know, antithetical to, to each other. And it's so important for us to make sure that that is our base. Right now, I'm actually reading a book that's not necessarily Christian at, at all, but it, I mean, it, the, it bears out the Bible and it's called the myth of, of race. You know, we are one species of, of, of human beings and there's no biological, no uh, theological. There is nothing that, that really, um, gives basis to the way we've been treating each other according to our outward appearance. That's good, Tony. Well, today we see you. We see God in you. And we know who you are, Tony, and we love you. So thanks, as always, for being an agent of peace. (laughs) I know who you are, too. All right. And I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, I can't wait to. All right. Have a great day. You know what you could do? You could add onto your house an extra room and fill it with white fluffy sand that feels like the beach. Pump in seagull sounds, paint waves on the walls, and cute little sand crabs. Hey, it's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And maybe never in the history of time have we had a moment where home values have skyrocketed this much while interest rates have dropped this much. And what that has brought into play for now, for so many Word FM listeners, is the cash out refinance loan. Some listeners are using that newfound equity or money to pay off debt or to do some very cool home upgrades at a time where our homes might continue to be more and more important. But hey, a beach room could be very cool. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing. Nice! United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. 
My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Quadruple the audience. Hello, hello, hello. It's a snow day in Pittsburgh. Kathy Evans and John Hall, the ride home. Although we're not in studio today, we're each broadcasting via Zoom from our homes because there's just a lot out there. John was doing all the good things, you oh. know. The dad does. He, you know, I was going to say he vacuums. No, he doesn't. Well, he probably does vacuum, but I'm talking specifically about his snow shovel. Yeah. Anyway, no today. Right. Anyway, I know you're very tired, John, because you've been you shoveled snow for probably three hours. However, however. Um, I do have celebrity birthdays that I want to run past you. Oh, okay. And our audience knows, uh, who, who listen regularly, that John has a, a freakish ability to remember and to figure out, perhaps, how old celebrities are. And so I have three celebrities today, three people that I find very, very interesting, which is why I wanted to make sure I mentioned them on today's show. Can we begin? Oh, please. All born on the same day. These All three, born on the same people. day. Okay, good. Right. I'd like to begin with one of the funniest people living. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey. He's mm-hmm. fabulous, isn't he? he um, I mean, he is, he is a 10 out of 10. Uh, Steve Harvey. I, I mean, I don't have a real, I mean, other than his game show hosting, uh, I, Steve Harvey could be 75. He could be 65. He could be 60. Um, I don't have a real good handle. I'm going to say Steve Harvey is, um, uh, I'll split the difference. Steve Harvey is 67. He is 65 today. 65. All right. Yes. I'm admirably close. He's a very funny, funny guy. He sure is. Uh, speaking of another funny guy, although I don't really, I, I don't think I've ever, all of his movies that were gigantic, I never saw. What? But Jim Carrey. Who? Who? Jim Carrey. Oh. I never, uh, I never saw Truman Show. I never Dumb and saw Dumber. Never saw Dumb and Dumber. Never saw Truman Show. No. Well, that's an excellent movie. That's mm-hmm. very well done. Uh, and Laura Linney's in uh, Truman Show. I know you love her. I do. Um, how about Pet Detective? That's a weird movie. No, didn't see that either. Uh, how about the Andy Kaufman film? I mean, he's a big Andy Kaufman uh, guy. I mean, I don't know how many ways I have to tell you that I just haven't seen yeah. a Jim Carrey okay. film. Uh, Jim Carrey is, he's been like a Hollywood stalwart. He's not that old. That's relative. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey is um, 61. 60. Hey. Oh, it's Very birthday. good, John. Very nice. 
Okay, the last one. Former First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. Mm. Has a birthday today. I'm bad at that, too. Uh, Again, uh, she's not that old. Um, She is 57. 58. Oh, oh. Not bad at all. You performed well, John. I'm impressed. Again, continue to be impressed. Happy birthday to Steve Harvey, Michelle Obama, Jim Carrey. All right. That's a good day. Coming up next in our second hour, we'll start off talking about last night's humiliation in Kansas City. Um, I mean, what can be said about it? I don't know. Maybe look forward to next year. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The investigation's underway into the weekend standoff at a Texas synagogue. President Biden calls what Malik Faisal Akram did at the suburban Fort Worth synagogue an act of terror. He took hostages at the Congregation Beth Israel Synagogue and could be heard ranting on a Facebook live stream demanding the release of a Pakistani neuroscientist who was convicted of trying to kill U.S. Army officers in Afghanistan. The last hostages ran out of the synagogue Saturday night. Then a man holding a gun opened the same door, closed it, and moments later several shots and an explosion were heard. Akram was dead. Late Sunday, British police revealed that two teenagers had been arrested in connection with the standoff. But so far, no details. I'm Rita Foley. A dangerous winter storm whipping the East Coast. Travel very treacherous in some areas. This is SRN News. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code WINNING for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code WINNING for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WINNING. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA 
USA Cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com, promo code is WORD. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. It'll be windy this evening, otherwise cloudy skies with a couple of flurries. Tonight's low 23, low clouds tomorrow, tomorrow's high 29. Tomorrow night, overcast skies, low 26, but temperatures rising into the middle 30s. Wednesday, cloudy, not as cold. We'll see an afternoon rain or snow shower in spots. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. It's the homebound snow edition on this Monday, Martin Luther King Day, uh, post the Steeler loss. Kath, good to see you as well. This is weird. This is kind of like deja vu all over again, right? Yeah. Yeah. We spent a long time, over a year, broadcasting from home. Uh, but now we're just doing it for a day, John, and I'll just see you tomorrow. So it won't right. be too bad. We just wanted to see if it would still work. Yeah, and, and it does. Well, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. Nice day out there today, isn't it? If you have nowhere to go, and I think most people will kind of go, I don't have anywhere to go. Like, God bless people that are out there that are working. But man, for the, the large majority, we're home and it feels good. That's right. It's a national holiday. So hopefully people are celebrating and enjoying a day of rest. Um, and uh, in our four o'clock hour, we talked uh, with three different people about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and about where we go from here, what reconciliation might look like, the difficulties of it, the you know how many different ways we've fallen off the the uh, the track over the years. Um, but especially in the church, how important it is to keep um, keep that at the forefront of what we're doing when it comes to just welcoming people, brothers and sisters into the body of Christ. I'm a lot more optimistic than pessimistic. How about you? I think so. I think I am too. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a minute to, to think. I think so. I mean, there's a lot to be grateful for as and it's not even, um, well, I, I would say my main concern, John, and the thing that always motivates me is to just look at people who believe in Jesus as brother and sister. 
Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter what color they are. It doesn't matter what country they're from. It doesn't matter what their politics are, that that has to be priority one. Yeah. And then after that, we can split up, have different opinions about things. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But first it's a messy off, world. first off, um, the bride of Christ is um, precious to God. And so it has to be precious to us. Amen to that. All right. Um, how was uh, how was your Steeler experience? Wretched. Yes, it was. Right. I'd say for most of us, it was right. I can't really think of anything redeeming about it other than the Nothing. fact that, you know, seven minutes into the second quarter, I was still feeling good about things. But nope. then, didn't you know, didn't you know by the end of the second quarter that they had discussed that the Chiefs had discovered something important? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was how to beat the Steelers <laughs> convincingly. I mean, on a national scale, when you punt seven times in the first half or the first, what was that? The first quarter. Our offense I mean, is truly, it, it's like so shockingly terrible. Yeah. I mean, here's a problem that, you know, <laughs> you wanted us to pick, right? We've been picking our favorite. Yeah, and, and you know what? At five fifty, uh, we're going to yeah. go over our Friday picks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm horrible. I would not do well as like a gambler because I'm an emotional person, right? And so emotionally, I really wanted them to win. I thought, well, they could do it. But of course, they they weren't going to. And everybody knew it. There was maybe one or two outliers out there. But it was horrible. There was no no redeeming quality to the entire operation. No No. one looked good on the steel. And I didn't even really enjoy my snacks. Oh, no, I, I'm not going to go that far. Okay. I mean, I always enjoy my snacks. I mean, seriously, I could be on the dark side of the moon, and if I had a bag of Fritos, it's not so bad. Oh, my God. Right? I mean, you always got to enjoy your snacks. Christy, oh, where, did you wa- where did you watch last night's game? I, um, From the comp- oh. I, I'm dog-sitting with the people that what? I live with, so I watched it from their couch. Nice. Very nice. Yes. Oh, you, you got invited upstairs. I, I mean, basically, yeah, I did. It's like Downton Abbey. It's like the servant class That's is right. migrating. Hey, what's she doing up here? Oh, she's with the dog. Okay. I guess it's okay. <laughs> Christy, you have any commentary on the game last night? Um, I sat there in my glory because I knew I picked the Chiefs. and uh, You stink. I was oh, In your glory? Wait. I was so happy. The entire franchise is falling down, and you're invested on getting one point. Yes, yes. I was. I just wanted to win. <laughs> and she did. I did. So, <laughs> All right. Take oh, your victories where you find them. That's all. How painful. Okay, so there's one more game tonight. And here's, here's what I'm thinking. Hmm. I'm excited to watch it because it has no bearing on anything that I care about. And so I feel like emotionally, psychologically, I'll be free. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, look, you didn't watch an entire game all weekend. All of a sudden, you want to tune into tonight's game. Well, yeah. I mean, I had I had a lot going on this weekend. So tonight oh. I can focus. Tonight I can <laughs> focus. All of a sudden. Well. <laughs> well you're not invited. No, nope. I'm watching, John. I don't care. No, 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 no. I'm doing it. I'm showing up. You had plenty of opportunity. <laughs> not this one. No, nope. no. I'm doing it. <laughs> I made I made soup tonight. We're watching oh. and we're eating. Oh. That's what we're doing. What kind of soup did you make? Uh, thanks for uh, asking. I made 15 bean pasta fajoule. 15 bean, yeah. not 12 bean. Nope. 
12 isn't well, enough, John. 15. Yeah. Just 15 in the whole soup? Well, you get two, I get three. Is that how it works? <laughs> That's pretty low rent. 15 varieties, John. 15 different kinds of beans. Yeah. Holy smokes. My yeah. lottie da. I mean, here's the thing. It's a it's a dry bean mix you can buy in the grocery store for 99 oh, I cents. Oh, I see. It's not like it's that like. So somebody already did accounting for you. Right. It's not like I went through. Oh, I thought you were counting specifically. Oh. Here's my. What well, kind of bean? Of the 15. Can you name a few labeled, off the top of your head? It's labeled the 15 bean mix. Really? Yeah. Give me a give me a preview. So you start it the night before, you soak your beans, you know, 12, 14 hours. It's personal. Like a personal beer. Right. <laughs> and then the next day, you put uh, a pound of bacon in mm. a uh, in a Dutch oven. Whoa. Okay. You cook it all up, take the bacon out. Yeah. Then you add onion, garlic, red wine, chicken stock. Oh. Crushed tomatoes oh. and the, and the beans, and then you cook it for a long time, and then you serve it with avocados and Parmesan cheese, and you put the bacon that you cooked on top of it. Oh, that sounds really good. It's, okay, so that works in the Emmons household because your husband not eating the bacon, right? The bacon's the last second add, right? He'll even he'll even put a little tiny bit on top. Stop. He's tempting fate. Crazy. 15 bean with uh, the bacon add-on. Uh-huh. That's nice. And a football game. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. On a snowy Monday evening. I don't know. I think it's a pretty good life we're living here right now, right? I'll tell you what, it doesn't get much better. All right. I want to confess. We're going to take a break. Our next guest, Tom Soroka. We had this conversation a little bit last week about confession. Tom's going to talk to us about I would think the mechanics, the spiritual readiness of it all. What is confession? That's straight ahead on the ride home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian talk on a Martin Luther King post-dealer snow day. Stay with us. One hundred one point five WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Are you living supernaturally or superficially? Don't be a big pretender. Don't be superficial. Don't be hypocritical. Be real. God will love you. God will help you. God will strengthen you. God will guide you, and He'll take you where you are and make you what you ought to be. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, Living Supernaturally, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? 
The first step is to voice your support at lifewiseacademy.org. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE, 844-45-BIBLE. Exergen would like you to know about an important new study by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has always known. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. talked about this a little bit, I think a couple of weeks ago, about the nature of confession and what it is to confess before the Lord. Well, and we were asking about, we asked you the questions, John, right? I mean, you were saying you kind of missed it growing up Catholic. And I was saying, since I grew up Protestant, I feel like it's this mysterious thing that when I was, when I was younger, I thought, oh, that's, that's too Catholic, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm older, I feel like maybe it's something that I missed out on. Okay. Well, different faith perspectives do it in a different way, right? Uh, we've invited uh, Tom Soroka. Tom's a regular guest on our show. And uh, Tom joins us uh, from the Keys Rocks, uh, where he's a pastor in an Orthodox church. Tom, welcome. Hi, John and Kathy. Nice to see you, yes. even though it's via video. Yeah. The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube. If you go to The Word Pittsburgh on YouTube, you can watch the show. Tom's joining us by Zoom. Um, we're each in our own home. Christy keeping us all on track back at the studio. Um, Tom, talk about an Orthodox perspective on confession. Um, is it something that your congregants do? And if so, what does it look like? Confession is very important for us. Yes, it is something that we do. Um, obviously we would say that it's very important from a biblical standpoint. Um, St. Paul says, confess your sins or James says, confess your sins to one another, right? Um, the book of acts that they held all things in common. And we normally think about, um, property, right. And, and money, but it really was this idea of as members of the bodies, body of Christ, especially from a local standpoint, that local community, we are really supposed to be holding all things in common. And that includes our difficulties and includes our struggles. And it also includes our accountability to one another. Um, you know, sometimes churches will have accountability partners. You hear this among men sometimes, right? Sure. Where we say, hey, we have to be accountable about, you know, how we treat our, our wives, how we treat our families, 
how we use the internet. Confession is the original Christian accountability partner. And the accountability that we have before God also extends to one another. So in the Orthodox Church, we actually go to the priest who is a kind of representative of the community to say, okay, how are things going? How's your walk with Christ going? And where are you falling short? That's sin, right? Uh, John in his epistle, first, first John says, if we say we do not sin, we are a liar, <laughs> right? And so this sin has to be somehow meted out and it has to be talked through and it has to be repented of, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So you actually go to the priest and you speak uh, your sins. You, you talk about in, in a way which is respectful that you have fallen short in various areas. So, Tom, is this in a you know traditional sort of a, a Catholic perspective where there are uh, formal hours that are set aside for congregants to show up and to sit with you privately somewhere, or is this more of a um, you know a casual thing? Father, I'm going to drop by. Yes, and yes. Hmm. Um, so the the way that confession happens, it is a sacrament. And so there are times that are provided in our parish. For instance, it's on Saturday evenings, which is pretty typical. However, it's not simply that's the only time you can make your confession. So you can, people will call me sometimes and they'll say, you know, Father, I'm, I'm, I really need a, a long talk with you and 10 minutes ain't going to do it or five minutes isn't going to do it. Yeah. And therefore, I would like to meet with you privately. And so what happens sometimes there is we will meet in my office, we'll meet and eat in park, you know, and we'll have this conversation and it will be very honest and it will be sometimes very emotional when people are very sincere about their struggles. And it will end up in the church with the pronouncement of absolution. If, if that is in case, you know, going to be absolved. In other words, let's say that somebody says, hey, I'm having trouble in my marriage, this, that, and the other thing happened. And we have this long conversation for two hours. Okay, now we're finished. Now we're in a good place. Now we've, we've repented of those sins. Now let's go to church and let's pronounce absolution. And this is all culminating in the reception of the Eucharist which is kind of the summit of now I'm back in communion with Christ. Now I have reestablished my relationship with Christ, and now I am receiving his body and blood. Interesting. Tom, for people who are listening to this, who um, aren't churched, which means, and by that I mean like that you don't choose to go to church, you didn't grow up in a church. I think I'm, I'm wondering if the idea of actually like meeting your priest at Eaton Park and just telling him all your stuff seems like a crazy thing. Like who yeah. would ever choose to do that? Right. And and isn't it fascinating though, Kathy, we will pay a counselor 125 bucks an hour yeah. where we'll just unload everything, but we won't turn to our brothers and sisters in Christ 
uh, or our leaders in Christ to say, hey, I'm really having a problem with this. Now, it is there is a trust issue, right? Um, I don't want this guy um, telling my sins to everybody. So the, the sacramental aspect of this has a seal on it that says, I'm not going to tell anybody anything ever about anything that you ever did. And I will say, just sort of as a personal point of privilege here, I have this amazing gift. And this amazing gift is when I leave the confession, I have no idea. I can't, I can't remember all this stuff. I can't, uh, you know, I'm not holding on to people's sins because I can't, I, I don't want to remember that at all anyway. When I look at you outside of the confessional, the last thing I want to see is, you know, Kathy, the person that did X. I just want to see Kathy, the Christian that I love, this woman made in the image and, and likeness of God. And, um, and I want to love her and I don't want to see your sin. So when you say it, it's gone. It's like God who says, as far as the East is from the West, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. And that's the way confession should be. When you say it, it's over, it's done with, it's never to be remembered again. But to, to actually do that, it requires some trust. And I would say everybody, I really mean this, every Christian, no matter their denomination or church affiliation or whatever, you need somebody that you trust so much that you can tell them your deepest, darkest secrets mm-hmm. and get it off your chest and beg God for forgiveness for it. Now, I believe that needs to be done, you know, in the church. But if you're not there yet, go to someone that you love and you trust that you would trust with your life and tell them what you need to get off your chest and and hear it from somebody else because what's that old saying you know the person that has a a doctor uh you know for themselves as themselves has a fool for a doctor or a fool for a lawyer well mm-hmm. it's a fool for a confessor you need somebody else that can give you the unabashed perspective to say yeah calf yeah john that was not a good thing to do here's what the word of god says here's how you need to make amends here's how you need to get back in relationship with Christ. You can't do that for yourself. Yes, every night, go to God and say, God, I'm sorry that I I did these things, but you need to go to somebody else that can tell you the truth about your life. The the non-Christian adage, Tom, I'm sure you've heard this, is you're only as sick as your secrets. Right. Right. I mean, so then what about that? What, what's happened to the church that at one point, as you said, you know, there is a, this is a sacrament. There was a seal. And, you know, you jump forward and, you know, like Kath is going, this, the whole thing seems a little unusual to me. It, it, it probably is unusual to someone. But again, I think the model of church as hospital is very uh, helpful here. In other words, if you go to your doctor whom you trust with your life and you say, doctor, you know, I'm having these pains and I'm doing this. And the doctor says, well, here's the medicine you need to take. You don't go, well, who do you know? I mean, who are you? Who are you to tell me what I medicine I need to take? Maybe there are people like that. 
That's what you do when you go to a doctor. Well, what's different about the sickness of sin? The, the sickness of sin needs to be treated by the hospital of the church. Christ is ultimately, you know, the good Samaritan that is pouring oil and wine on the wounds of our sins. But the church is the one that sort of administers that. And so the priest standing in sort of the place of the whole community says, come on, I love you. I forgive you. Here's, here's the perspective that you need so that you can get back and be one with us again. So I don't think any person should, um, should eschew this practice of confession. I will say, however, very briefly, I can understand some people feeling a little bit icky about it. But again, think of all the places where you, you tell them everything about yourself. You tell your doctor, you tell your counselor or your therapist. It's the same thing. In the church, we are one body. We are sharing all of this with one another. So don't hold back. Really find someone that you love, that you trust, that you can really be accountable to, and then ask God for forgiveness. That's Father Tom Soroka. He's the pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. Tom, before you leave us, tell us about St. Nicholas, when services are, what you guys do. Absolutely. Uh, We would love to meet you. Uh, If you go to orthodoxpittsburgh.org, we have wonderful people in our parish that would love to meet you. We have services on uh, Saturday night at 5 p.m. and confession before at 4.30. Uh, And then we have divine liturgy on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We also have services in the morning, Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. So if you kind of want to be maybe with not a lot of people around and you want to just talk a little bit, come see us at 9 a.m. and we would love to meet you Tuesday and Thursday. Very nice. Tom, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. I mean, this very brief primer on the nature of confession, uh, as you said, it's very holy because we hold all these things in common, a necessary part of spiritual life and growth. So the conversation started here with you. We, we appreciate your time. Love you guys. Love you too. High school students are deep into the process now of choosing, hoping, applying where they are going to be as the fall semester gets underway at colleges across the country. And, you know, from your own experience, this may have been you. Certainly it was us. You start to think of... What do I want out of a school? How does this work? What am am I willing to pay for? Where do I fit in? What exactly do I want to be? At Grove City College, they say that you can pursue your calling to be transformed because an excellent education is really just the start. And you can discover your unique calling at Grove City to become a leader of purpose and principle in a Christ-centered learning and living environment. That's Grove City. It is. And it's one of those things that you should look into if college is in your future next year. Maybe if you're a senior, as you said, John, or maybe you're a college student who's interested in transferring to another environment, looking for um, another set of professors, new set of friends. It's worth it because Grove City is a small place, but it's academically rigorous. And the idea of pursuing Jesus while you're learning, while you're being encouraged to grow intellectually and academically, you can't beat it. Who are you? Well, Grove City College has the answers for you. Look online at gcc.edu.
Grove City College. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006 towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly 100 to 9.99 now just 39.99 just go to mypillow.com click on the new radio listener specials get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the towels enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954 but right now mypillow.com promo code is word 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey when it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. It'll be windy this evening, otherwise cloudy skies with a couple of flurries. Tonight's low, 23. Low clouds tomorrow, tomorrow's high, 29. Tomorrow night, overcast skies, low 26, but temperatures rising into the middle 30s. Wednesday, cloudy, not as cold. We'll see an afternoon rain or snow shower in spots. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. makes sense. Does what make sense? Buying grated cheese. Yes. I made soup. Um, wait, you, you answered yes already? Yes. What do you think? I bought grated cheese on Saturday. Okay. There was a discussion in our house. Well, we could just buy a block of cheese, this kind of cheese, and just grate it ourselves. Right. Why would I do that? It was available and it was pretty much the same price. Somebody's already graded it for me as opposed to me standing there doing this for like, you know, four minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I just do this. Oh, I'm buying this bag of grated cheese and going home. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. I don't think it does, John. Oh, what? You're anti grated oh, cheese? I am. I mean, seriously. I'm coming out today against oh. grated cheese. What? <laughs> And here's why. Oh, boy. How hard is it, really? I mean, how hard is it to grate the cheese? I've done and, it. And Okay. I mean, did, did it really give you a long-term injury? I mean, how? You know what's worse? Hmm? Sweaty hand grated cheese. Get out of here. Just wash it. Hey, it, it happens. First. No, listen. I mean, let's focus. No, no. Focus oh, on the cheese. Then all of a sudden, cheese, cheese gets slippery. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cheese goes flying down the hall. If you grate your own cheese... It's it's more delicious because it doesn't have like the additives that keep it from caking in the bag. It's so much better. It is cheaper. Fail. And you guys, I mean, like, we can try harder. No, seriously, you probably like had to work for like seven minutes 
to get like a little bowl of cheese. Who wants to do minutes. that? Get out of here, thinking, seven I'm minutes. I'm taking handfuls like of grated cheese. Handfuls and throwing it on oh, my nachos. Cry me here. Or here you go. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, does this make sense? Mm -hmm. The home snowblower. Oh, well, this is a okay. bad day to ask. Now, look, I've had a snowblower. Yeah. I've also shoveled many a happy hour. The snowblower does not make sense unless you're like somewhere at Heinz Field. Because it's unwieldy, for one thing. Sure. It's either gasoline powered, which is all kind of messy, or electric, which is underpowered. Mm -hmm. It just feels to me, it doesn't make sense. You just go at it with your snow shovel. You'll get it done about the same time anyway. You think? I think. I'm just saying. John, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. You know why? Tell me. Because I don't shovel snow. <laughs> Would you shovel if you had a snowblower? Well, I don't I don't know. I just, no. it's, I feel like I need to just go along with what you're saying. So I don't think it makes sense. Ask your husband. Does a snowblower make sense at home? Not really. No. Grated cheese neither does that. 101.5 WORD. We live in a spiritually dark world, and as believers, we're called to live differently. In fact, the standards God sets are incredibly high. Discover how we measure up and learn about the ongoing process God uses to make us more like Jesus. All this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We do value the time that you spend at our office, and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays. But we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual. Harry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family Dentistry. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always at mgrcpa.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we pride ourselves on providing the best value for your dollar. 
We hand build our mattresses with the highest quality materials and offer them factory direct, which means you get a better quality mattress at a better price compared to mainstream brands. Our values are also at the core of who we are as a company. We strive for honesty and transparency at every step of the way so you can feel good about your purchase. Visit an OMF location today to experience the original mattress factory difference for yourself. So it's cold, it's getting dark, snowy. It's a bleak midwinter of January, right? Um, wouldn't it be nice to like have a bag that's packed and ready to go and you step out the door a quick drive to the airport, and before you know it, you're someplace that is sunny, warm, or just invitingly unusual and time to make a nice change in January. Wouldn't that be great to do? Are you making me an offer? Not really. Oh. I'm just, it's all hypothetical. Okay. We're not going anywhere. Mm. But wouldn't it be nice to go away? Are there people going places? Yeah, we know someone, someone that we, you and I both know. That they're on their way to Israel at this point, yes. today, right yeah, now. That's true. I, we do know them. I mean, so, of course, people are traveling. Okay. wonder what it's like in Israel right now. I mean, well, weather-wise. I, I have no idea what it's like. I know that they're, they're requiring, or at least offering, the fourth shot in Israel right now. You know, would you have to wear a winter coat? Don't know. Weather-wise, it's okay. Um, so anyway, I'm looking at travel destinations. Just thinking about it, you know, a little oh, so wander. Oh, so you're dreaming. January wanderlust. Oh, I like it. Right. Okay. I was talking to a friend of mine today. He, we get together for lunch. He said, oh, next month, listen to this. Next month's not going to work. I'll be at the beach in Florida. I'm like, what? You're going to Florida? He goes, oh, yeah, for a couple of months. What? What kind of life do you lead? I thought you were just like a regular guy, you know, I've been having breakfast with for the past number of years. All of a sudden you're picking up and you're going to Florida? I wouldn't poo poo that, would you? No, that would be nice. All right. I've been thinking about this. How about the greater Palm Springs area? Doesn't California look lovely? Oh my gosh. California is lovely. It doesn't just mm -hmm. look it, it really mm -hmm. is. I would go to California, uh, to Palm Springs in a heartbeat. I've always wanted to go, though, to the Galapagos Islands. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a friend who went, whose parents took he and his brother to the Galapagos Islands when they were kids, when they were in junior high. Yeah. And his brother, who was silly at the time and has since, of course, repented from this horrible thing, was kind of teasing a walrus. Oh. And See, the, that's why you don't want to go to the with Galapagos. No idea, with no idea or understanding of what a walrus's capacities were. Hmm. And the walrus charged him yeah. and almost ended his life. Uh -oh. I mean, walrus are incredibly fast and they are getting very hacked off. This all happened on the, the Galapagos, Galapagos Islands. Islands. Yep. Uh -huh. See, that's one reason why you wouldn't want to go. Well, I would like to go and see a walrus and not take him off. I think no, because, you know, like... Isn't the Galapagos Islands sort of held up as like a former pristine destination where there are all yes. manner of wildlife and flora and fauna? And now, you know, here's me. All of a sudden, we're all booking flights to Galapagos right. Islands and we ruin it because of, I get like, you know, a Cheetos wrapper somewhere on the beach. Well, but you could keep your Cheetos wrapper to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to well, screw it, it up. It, it figured prominently in uh, 
Darwin's Origin of Species, if I'm not I know. mistaken. But now tens of thousands of people visit every year. What, and so it's being it's slowly being wrecked, like Mount Everest? Just something I worry about. Yeah, okay. How about the Finger Lakes? I've been to the Finger Lakes. I've been there too. They're very, oh, they're like, they're very uh, northeastern. Do you know I what I mean? Beautiful. They're very beautiful. And they seem like when you're in them, you think this is what the northeastern, they're, they're emblematic to me of the northeastern part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been thinking about, I mean, because they're not that far away. It's not that mm. far of a drive. No. Right? Okay, so from Galapagos Islands, which well, is very the other far from the Galapagos world, Islands, actually, to the Finger Lakes, we um, one of my son's kids came to visit uh, over the Christmas holiday. He's currently in school in Aberdeen, Scotland. Really? He's okay, now his, that now it's very very cold. Yes. And he's getting his uh, PhD. Listen, he's getting his PhD in philosophy. Wow. What? It's admirable. I mean, you know, I'm trying to talk to the kid what's on Netflix. All of a sudden, we run down <laughs> this dark alley. I'm like, what the heck, man? He right. starts whooping out some stuff. I bet. Pass the Cheetos, my friend. Okay. Wow, that's fab. So he's there for a semester? No, he's there for a couple of years. Wow, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aberdeen, Scotland. Uh, I've been thinking about traveling. What would this be? I've never been to the Middle East. Have you? No, I haven't. Like to go to Qatar. I would. I think that would be fascinating. I'd I do love too. to do that. What would that be like? I'd um, love to go to Jordan or Lebanon. Obviously, mm-hmm. Israel. I'd love to go there. I mean, any. I yeah. Sign me up. Qatar. Do you have uh, uh, Do you have Apple TV? Yes. You know the uh, Dubai screensaver. No. Okay. Well, I, I don't know something. if that you. Christy knows it. What is it? Well, it's it's a screensaver. Uh, there's two of them. One's at night and one's during the day. And the day in the one that it goes on during the day, it is it actually makes me angry. Christy, does it make you angry? I don't think it makes me angry. Your makes you angry. Because, because it's like unrestrained wealth and like nobody's there. What do you mean there's nobody there? It's just a Listen photograph. Listen to me. If you look at the screensaver, there's nobody. You don't see a human in it. Really? Wait. The Apple screensaver makes you angry because there's nobody there. You know what? You know what my screensaver is? What? Millvale. It <laughs> doesn't make me angry. There, there are a lot angry. of people in Millvale, John. No, it's not. You would not get angry if you had the Millvale screensaver, I guarantee you. I never heard. How about going to Greece? Oh. To go to, how about going to Crete? Oh. The Greek islands somewhere. Yes. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Yes. Is this well, like when you see photographs of. Um, Wait, I can't see it, Christy. When you see photographs of Greece. Yes, that's the one. That's the night one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, what is the one. At least there are people there at night. But the, the day one, though, is the one where there are, there are like no people. What do you mean? There's, I'm telling you. There's obviously millions of people that live there. Okay, so why are none of them represented in the screensaver from Apple? I think you should bring it up with the people from Apple. It's their choice. I brought it up with you because you're closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what my advice was? What? Get the Millvale screensaver. I like Millvale. Uh, how about traveling to the British Virgin Islands? Oh, that would be wonderful. Yes, yes, that's the one, Christy. Christy's showing me. That's the one that makes me angry. Boy. Do you see any people there, Christy? No. No. 
No, there's Wait. nobody there. There are yachts and there are enormous buildings and everything. And there's there are no people. I think we broke a new psychological ground today. I've never been mad at a screensaver. <laughs> I've never. That's... Maybe, you know, you should re- reference our last guest, Father Tom Soroka, and do a little confession on that. Because I don't know what that means exactly. I'm just trying to be honest about who I am. Take your little Presbyterian self and do a little uh, confession about the screensaver <laughs> and your anger issues. That's what I'm saying. How about Burgundy, France? Oh. Mm-hmm. Want to go to France? Yes. I've never been to France. Oh. Well, it's lovely. Um, it's it's what you it might is. expect. It's lovely. Of course it is, John. I've wanted to go to France my whole life. Really? Yeah. What's holding you up? <laughs> well, a couple of things. <laughs> Couple of things, a little bit of cash. I'm slowing you down to head over to France. A little bit of job, you know that sort of thing. Right? Can you imagine how angry you'd be in France? <laughs> I mean, if you get angry at this saber, <laughs> what are you going to be like in France? I mean, you'll be like a torrent. Who's that ugly American, and what's she? <laughs> why is she mad now? I mean, seriously, that is not a good thing. <laughs> you might want to do a little confession or some therapy before you head off <laughs> overseas. <laughs> You're not going to do us any, any proud favors. I'll mark that down. Okay. Yeah. Ever, how about Barbados? Mm. <laughs> Barba- is Barbados by Bermuda? Barba- yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. What would the mindset be of people who live in these places? Like it if has you lived to be in Barbados. Very slow. You remember You're- how Barbados put out at the beginning of COVID the big welcome mat that if you want to come here, Come, if you're working online anyway, yes. why don't you want to work online from Barbados? And right, they have, would pay you, help right. you. And right. I have a good you're friend that did that. I have a good friend that took off and spent three months there. What? You yeah, do? With his, with his wife and kids and their dog. Oh, my gosh. Would you take a travel destination? Like if someone said to you right now, Kath, um, we booked a flight and you can go to Alaska. Hmm. Like to leave Pittsburgh, where it's like seven, right. and go to Alaska, where it's like minus twenty-seven. <laughs> right. Would, kind I of a, would I do that right now? Yeah. Well, I love to travel, so I think I would. Just go. But how do you pack? I've never packed for a trip where I had to to bring a cold weather gear. That would take up so much space. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Have you ever flown where you needed boots and a Parka and no, no, I never have either. No, it'd be the last thing I'd want to do. Yeah, so you would not go to Alaska even if someone gave you a ticket. Well, like you, I'm like you. you I want to travel. Yes, I mean, you so, would. Yeah, of course I'll travel. Christy'd go to. We'd all Christy, three go. We're oh, going. I would definitely go. Okay, go you're going. Alaska. I'm going. We're all going. See, doesn't Alaska seem a little? I mean, not. To, I'm not going to insult the entire state, but it, you know, it draws a certain amount of you know, certain crowd of person, right? Who doesn't want to be sort of pigeonholed or connected or in some way, right? I mean, it's a, it's a rugged individualist kind of thing that, you know. Alaska welcomes the free spirit. There you go. That's even better than way in. The free spirit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. If someone said to you, you can go anywhere right now, where are you going to go? Italy. Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rome, I- Italy? Uh, yeah. I think I, I think I would say Rome. How about, wouldn't it be nice to get on a train and drive a train yes. through Italy? Yes. Be fine? You know what else I'd love to do? You mm. know, I was in Germany a couple years ago, but only in the Western part. 
And I didn't see any of the eastern part over by Austria mm. when the Alps really take off. Mm. And I really am eager to do that. Wouldn't it be nice? Or what about if you started in France, in southern France, did a little like, you know, a week in Provence, and then drove, would be very close, drive right through, through to Germany, mm-hmm. and then drive right over to Austria. I love it so much. You could no, go people, to Salzburg. Yeah. And then you could go south. You have to go west a little bit, but go south and then go down to Italy. Mm-hmm. How about that guest we had on the show last week who was gone for 17 months, I believe? Yes. Right? She was Anna, a single woman and she was out meeting other single people, wanting to know what that was like. But what would that be like if you took a, a vacation destination with one of the, you know, the major points is that you wanted to engage the faith communities you traveled. So I'd whatever that. that I would love that. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. I'm going to go to church in Austria. Yes. I'm going to go to a worship service. Yes. You know, uh, uh, and see how, what everybody's doing. I would love that. I yeah. Sign me up. Spiritual tours. I'm sure there are things like that, right? I'm sure there are, but my fear, if it's called spiritual tour, is that it's cheesy. Well, maybe a little. I don't know. And maybe it isn't, but I'm just saying that that's my fear. It doesn't mean that that's reality. Right. Anyway, I just been thinking about, you know, as it's so cold and snowy and dark on this January Monday, wouldn't it be nice to just pick up your mat and to travel? I love it. I mean, even in your mind, even in your mind's eye, right? Thank goodness for National Geographic and all the channels that are out there. You can, from the comfort of your couch, go away far, far away, right? All right, we're going to step away. When we come back, we're going to revisit our picks from Friday. Uh-oh. And it's going to make one-third of us very happy and one-third of us very sad. You knew this was coming. Did you do it? It's next to I've been teaching my sweet 86-year-old grandma how to use her Alexa. The other day, I'm overhanging out, and I see grandma about four inches from Alexa yelling, Hey, Alexa, I'm making cookies. Tell me when it's 10 minutes. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the reality is the mortgage world has changed from old school to new school as well. In the old days, you usually use somebody local, but today, you don't have to be local to be local. You don't have to set up an appointment to see me. You'll have my cell, and you can text or call me anytime. The Stone Age paperwork of old is now, usually just some easy clicks. And if you're refinancing, in most cases, we'll just send a notary to your home for your closing. The level of attention that we bring will make us feel very local for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. And one other advantage? Read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Looking for an ooky kind of Blu-ray release this week? Well, how about The Addams Family 2? As The Addams Family hit the road for some much-needed family bonding. I think we know that feeling of wanting to unplug and recharge. Well, this film has been available to rent digitally since November, but if you like me and like to have a box to hold on or display on your shelf, now is the time. The Adams Family 2 is rated PG for some mild humor, but nothing you should be worried about. And for more information, you can check out the theentertainmentanswer.com. Before Bamboo HR... <laughs> 
feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is in interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Unjunk your sleep at Mattress Firm's new bed, new you sale. Start the year off right. Shop select mattresses from top brands starting at $159.99. Plus, you'll even get immediate delivery. Don't miss out. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On the Friday program, at 5.50, we make our picks, hometown favorites for the weekend. And I threw in a couple other ones because, you know, it was, you know, wild card uh, weekend in the NFL. Who doesn't want to watch all that? Anyway, now we've come to the point where we know what happened and mm-hmm. we get to see which one of us was smart in picks and right. which one no, of us weren't. Just a quick sidebar. Someone said to me, hey, wait a second. I heard you guys talking about your picks. Are you betting? No, we're not betting. We are not. We have no interest in yeah. gambling here. Okay, just saying that. Yeah. And, just bragging rights. And I'll be honest, it's a good thing. What's oh, a horrible thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> and, and to be honest, do you understand fully the over, under, the point spread and all the dynamics of that? No. Well, understanding it and like getting involved in it are two different things. I mean, I understand you know what I'm it. I mean, you, I mean you, it's ubiquitous. You hear it everywhere. Everyone's gambling now. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? Sports betting. Okay, so if we're not going to be betting cash, then we have to give all glory, lot, and honor to the person who's ahead. And I'll tell you right now, it's Christy Stockdale. And that oh, just makes oh. me... She had oh. a six-point weekend. John. Six points. A six-point weekend. Thank you. Six points. Oh, she's really... Did she upset. zoom ahead? Oh, she zoomed ahead. She, she She's yes. smoking us. Yes. Oh. She's smoking us. All right, so pens and sharks... Yeah. Um, I actually felt good about the fact that I predicted it would go into OT, mm-hmm. which it did. Unfortunately, I thought the Sharks would, would pull it out. and No points. The pull it out. There's no points for that. Yeah. So you guys each get a point because you picked the same score. Okay. 4-2. Uh, we went Raiders-Bengals, and we all picked that the Bengals would win. So that's good. So uh, I got a point. You got a point, John. Christy got mm-hmm. two points because um, she was the closest score-wise. She was extremely close. She, got- <laughs> she picked one of the scores. In actuality, um, moving on to the Pats and Bills. Did you see that coming? No. Holy cow! Did I choose? I chose the Bills. That was a beatdown. Uh, you both chose the Bills, yeah. and I did not. So, uh, John, you actually came very close uh, to the score, uh, to one score, not the other one. Um, and so, you get two points for that, Johnny. Yeah. So, one point for Chrissy, two points for John. Zip mm. for me. 
Okay, good. And then, of course, it brings us to the debacle of last evening. And uh, the Steelers well, didn't win, in case there are some of you who have been under a rock or uh, shoveling this whole time. The Steelers did not win and, in fact, didn't cover, didn't really do anything about you <laughs> in the entire game. Uh, so I got zero points because I picked the Steelers, John. I, I got zero points. I picked the Steelers. Well, right. that, and again, I'm just saying, it was a purely emotional decision. I wanted, I wanted them to win. Okay. Well, listen, Christy. Not only did she win, but she also got kind of close, and so she got two points for that. Two, po- two more anyway, points. It was a six-point weekend. She's yes. up to twenty-six and a half points. John, you're second, twenty-four and a half. Oh, no, I'm, I'm lagging behind at nineteen. You guys. Nineteen. Oh, that's bad. No, it's not that bad. No, it's bad. No. Need- Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.